Jai Jai Shichitana Jai Nichananda Jai Advaita Chana Jaya Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare So yesterday I began speaking about uh, many of the books that and today I, I wanted to uh, resume where I left off. So um, I began discussing about various biographies that were written about Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, such as Rai Gupta's Gadacha, the uh, Chaitanya Bhagava, Chaitanya Charitamrita, and others. Um, and I spoke also about books that followed shortly after, like the Bhakti Ratnakar or the Prema Vilas, which uh, add to the biography of the movement closely after. Um, I also spoke about Bhaktivinoda Thakur's um, writings and how books like Jaiva Dharma give us a deep insight in both the historical setting of, uh, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's time and also an insight in, uh, in the philosophy and teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then I spoke about Srila Bhakti Siddhanta and I highlighted his commentaries on Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Charitamrita, which were Chaitanya Bhagavat Gaudiya Bhasya and the uh, Anubhasya. Uh, for the uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita. Now, today I want to say a few things about uh, the writings of the disciples of uh, Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. Um, and yesterday I, I began, and uh, I got interrupted. Anyway, I began to describe how, according to the uh, the Bhakti Siddhanta Vaibhav of Bhakti Vikash Maharaj. Um, when Srila Bhakti Siddhanta sent his disciples to preach in London, he sent a party. And the party that he sent was Bon Maharaj and Bhakti Vilas Tirtha Maharaj. And Bhakti Vilas Tirtha Maharaj was a bit elder, Bon Maharaj was young and, and brilliant. And uh, Samvidananda was the third person who was a householder, and he was particularly sent not as part of the preaching team, but he was sent to do a PhD on Gaudiya Vaishnavism, on the history and literature of Gaudiya Vaishnavism uh, from the London University which he did, and he graduated, and his thesis was published in a book. It is available, and the book is interesting. It gives us uh, a good overview um, of, yeah, of the history, literature, Gaudiya Vaishnavism, the beginning of Bhakti. Um, and then Bhakti Vikash Maharaj made the point and said that it was Srila Bhakti Siddhanta who actually, before Sambhita went, wrote an outline as to what should be the foundation of the thesis. So it gives the thesis a special uh, dimension of authority. And uh, we can look at it. Um, I think it's uh, Sambhita is a, is a good scholar who has oftentimes uh, raised valuable arguments. Um, one thing I remember that was interesting was about the age of Rupa and Sanatana. 
and uh, and and that oftentimes it is said that uh, they place the birth date of Sanatan Goswami at 1488 and Rupa Goswami 1489, right? And their departures at 1558 and 1564, something like that. Um, now, if we are looking at, at that, that would make them slightly younger than Sri Mahaprabhu. Um, it is uh, Sambhita makes the point that in about 1513, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to Ramakeli and met the two brothers there. And, uh, and subsequently he met them again and uh, separately, Rupa in Prayag and uh, at the Sasvamedha God, and he met Sanatan in Varanasi, and then later, uh, later, he met both again separately in in Puri, right? and uh, so we're seeing um, different interactions and descriptions, and then we had that particular pastime of uh, of Jagadananda, Jagadananda. As we know by now, uh, we have read by now that Jagadananda uh, was a contemporary of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, because from Prema Vivarta, we discussed the other day that Jagadananda was performing childhood pastimes with uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So then there's a discussion uh, about. Uh, Sanatana Goswami, his source that he contracted in the Jarikanda forest, and and then how how he feels embarrassed and how uh, he doesn't know what to do and feels this great offense. Mahaprabhu is touching his body. Then uh, Jagadananda advises Sanatana Goswami to go. Then the response of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is interesting. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says. Who is this Jaga? Who is he? Who is he to instruct you? Jaga is just a boy. Even I go to you for advice. You are learned, you are respectable. Who is Jaga to advise you? So one one could take that, that um, Sanatan Goswami would be a a little expected to be a bit elder and a bit uh, more mature, having achieved more, realized more than Jaga, than than Jagananda, and who is called just a boy. Huh? So that is uh, uh, that is my point to support what Samvitananda is suggesting. Samvitananda is suggesting that uh, that probably Rupa and Sanatan were older and that the the birth date may be much further back uh, because they were experienced when they met uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu they were already well established in the government of the Nawab Hussein Shah. And if you look at it, if they would be born in 1488 and 12 and then 1430, then Sanat and Goswami would be 25 and Rupa Goswami would be 24. Uh, that doesn't sound very convincing. Therefore, Sambhita said it would make more sense to put the birth around, uh, around 1470. And in that case, they would be, uh, you know, they would be about 40 in, in their early 40s and uh, established, um, completed their studies, right? So it is all described. They had completed their studies. And then after that, been engaged in the, in the service of the Nawab Hussein Shah. And then they had, uh, had 
served extensively in that uh, in that government and so on so therefore um, Sanatan Goswami uh, would be considered uh, possibly older by uh, by some Vidananda and it's a point of interest made um, I'm planning to have a look at that um, not now because that's something I'd still have to check on. But we could check uh, when, when was the time when the Nawab Hussein Shah was intending to attack Orissa, because we know that Sanatan Goswami uh, resigned from government service just before uh, going to Orissa. So, I'd just like to double check that date, uh, but okay, that's something to uh, do a little later. Um, so Samvidananda, his, his writings, um, I think are important. And I think that uh, it is a book, his book is certainly one to have in your collection. Uh, there is some uh, a not very good scan of it. I have a, a digital version, but it's quite poor. Not very satisfied with it. It's really better to get a hard copy. Um, I wanted to go to another disciple of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta. And that disciple, um, well, after Pon Maharaj had gone to um, to England along with uh, Vilas Tirtha Maharaj and Samvitananda. Pon um, Maharaj did gave a series of lectures and so on, and also met with uh, dignitaries, yeah? and uh, with uh, with uh, Lord Zetland. And that famous discussion took place as to Lord Zetland inquire, can you make me a Brahmana? And the answer is yes, yes, yes. But, you know, you must follow four principles, no meat, fish, eggs, no gambling, no intoxication, no lizard sex. And Lord Zetland is saying, I may as well, I may as well stop living. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's everything I live for. <laughs> Which is a very uh, interesting, uh, very interesting point, and uh, has been brought out by Srila Prabhupada many times. Anyway, Bon Maharaj uh, has published a book about some of his lectures that he gave during that time, and he also uh, we also know that he met with uh, in Germany with. Uh, leaders in of uh, of Hitler's government and, and there was a meeting with Hitler also also planned but that did not uh, come to pass hmm. so whatever was in Germany more important than his connection with the uh, with the Nazi party which was just there because uh, it was before the war, not not after. So you know they were coming, they were rising to power at that time, and uh, so besides besides uh, being there at that time, he met with a German professor, and Bon Maharaj, who had uh, adorned uh, a Western dress at the time, he came, he returned. <laughs> to India, all booted and suited, right? wearing uh, some, some uh, Western uh, tropical uh, outfit, type of uniform-like outfit, and, uh, and was bringing with him Professor Schulze. Professor Schulze was very intelligent, and uh, and he became a disciple 
of Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, not only a disciple, but he became uh, he became a sannyasi, and his name was Sadhananda. Sadhananda, Prabhupada referred to him as his German sannyas godbrother, and that it was very interesting how Sadhananda, Prabhupada said he was very intelligent. Uh, he was coming to India and looking for the Supreme Lord, and he looked at the deities of India, and his conclusion was that Krishna was the Supreme Lord because all the other, uh, because Krishna was holding a flute, whereas all the other deities were holding weapons. So in that way, um, he was recognizing that the real business of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is to enjoy and it's not to fight or work. So that was very interesting um, that he understood that deeper principle of Krishna as Bhaktaram Yakitapasam, as the uh, Supreme Enjoyer. Um, Sadhananda wrote also a book about uh, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu together actually with uh, with uh, Walter Eidlitz, Vamana Das, his disciple. Uh, Vamana Das, he was uh, a, an Austrian writer. So Vamana Das wrote a number of books and which which expound the philosophy of uh, of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now, during the Second World War, Sadhananda was in India, and one day he was arrested, arrested by the government uh, of India. After all, he was German, and he was put in a camp. So in that camp, he actually met Walter Eidlitz, right, who later became known as Vamana Das, and who became, uh, and, and then the connection between these two became very, uh, very much established. Um, the book of uh, of Sadhananda is, is interesting. Um, so it is called uh, in English, right? It is actually uh, Walter Eidlitz is the is the author, but really it is the voice of Sadhananda that comes through in the book. Krishna Chaitanya, the hidden treasure of India, his life and his teachings. Title of the German original, Krishna Chaitanya, sein Leben und seine Lehre. And it's been uh, published by a uh, academic team in, uh, in Sweden. So that's a good publication. Mm-hmm. So this work was translated by God Brothers and God Sisters of Walter Eidlis, Vamanda's Disciple of Swami Sadhanandas. It's a revised edition of Vamanda's book, which includes later correction by the author and some additional explanation translations from the original sources. Uh, provided by his guru, Swami Sadhanantas. When we came across passages we thought needed clarification, we made annotations, square brackets, or other translators. Note. Um, okay. We're deeply indebted to Vamandas in many ways and hope that we will please him, as well as our common guru, Swami Sadhanantas, by the attempt to render this exceptional work into English to translators. Um, there's a dedication from Chaitanya. I worship Sri Chaitanya, the Lord, by whose all-seizing mercy even an ignorant child can be rescued 
from the ocean of philosophical systems teeming with the sharks of different conceptions. It's a Chaitanya Charitamrita dedication. Now, let me say something about the contents. Um, so the first part, the Indian concept of revelation of God in accordance with the Shastrams and the living tradition of Krishna Chaitanya. One, the unfolding of God's play, God's nature, God's power, God's realm, God's lila. Two, God's play on earth, the avatars, the birth of the unborn, the avatari, Krishna Damodar lila, gopas and gopis, Radha in the circle of the gopis, Ras lila, Radha in separation from Krishna, Uddhava, the tradition of divine loving service. And three, bhakti, the divine loving service, and the evolution of bhakti, the rest realized servant through love, ras, the imperishable divine love of the gopis, stai above, and then the significance of Krishna Chaitanya in Indian God revelation. Historical background, Chaitanya's nature, according to the sources, summary. Um, second part, excerpts from the early sources. Uh, is, is, is Leela of childhood and youth, and then there's a whole goes from the associates who came before him, birth, childhood, boyhood, young scholar, Chaitanya defeats invincible scholar, um, Lila, uh, initiation in guy, And then he starts, uh, Chaitanya, then he starts, Chaitanya takes uh, the year of Kirtan in Navadvip, and then Part three is the Lila of his last years. So in, in, in this second part, he obviously, he draws from, uh, from the uh, uh, Chaitanya Bhagavat and Chaitanya Charitamrita, especially. Um, but as we can see, it looks like uh, an, a nice table of, of contents, really with uh, some, uh, you know, some, uh, some substance. Um, so let us uh, look a little bit. So in, in, the, in the beginning of the book, he builds a foundation, the unfolding of God's play. Uh, and he begins to describe God's nature, uh, and he gets into uh, into the Lord. Um, he speaks about the oneness of, of God, quotes from Upanishads. He says he's the only one who sees. So he quote he, he points at the oneness, and then he says, uh, God is one and yet he's many. An indication of this concept is already to be found in the Rig Veda. The one who is unlimited being is called by, uh, by the seers, by many names. Um, so then, one fundamental verse of the Bhagavatam reads as follows. Those who know the truth, the nature of which is pure knowledge without a second, call this eternal truth Brahma, Paramatma, Bhagavan. This is how it's called, uh, Bhagavatam 1 to 11. And then he begins to explain, uh, you know, this Brahman. He explains Paramatma. He explains Bhagavan. And all uh, with, with, with good evidence. Um, so, in this way, he gets into, uh, into the philosophy. He says, he gives like a little, uh, like a table almost. He says, God is not limited by time and space. He is vibhu. He is untainted by action, near lepa. He is to be worshipped by everyone, Sarvaradya. He's beyond all thinking, Chintatita. He's all-knowing, Sarvagya. 
He has no friend, no enemy. He is immovable, anejat. He has no hands, no feet, 28. He is extremely far away. He has no name, etc. Uh, so, and then he puts against these things. He said, not limited by time and space, Vibhu, but he has a distinct form, Murtiman, untainted by action near Lepa. He's full of action, Kriyamana. He is to be worshipped by everyone, Savaradhyaya. He's a coward boy, Krishna. He is beyond all thinking, Chintita. He's perceived with the eye of Bhakti. He's all-knowing, Sarvikya. He's overcome by love and passion. He has no friend, no enemy. The bhaktas are dear to him. They're in him and he is in them. He's immovable, a natured. He's quicker than the mind. He has no hands and feet. He has thousands of hands and feet. Huh? He's extremely far away. And then he's extremely close. He has no name. He has thousands of names. So, then he says, the frequent contradictions and the play upon words so often found in the, in the Shastrams, even in one of the same verse, are meant to encourage the disciple to find his way with the help of the Guru, um, who points out the direction. The disciple, by continuous effort, has to find his way from a mere reflection of the word to the real word, where the word, the idea and the object which finds its expression through the word, are one. The name of God and God himself, uh, for example, are completely one in the innermost layer of, of the word. When this knowledge, um, bursts open and shines forth, it is called Svote. That is to say, the meaning of the word is disclosed. The shadow, which has been covering the word to this point, withdraws, and the eternal divine word takes the initiative and reveals its true nature. This word is one of the modes of God's own being. It is all-permeating, all-encompassing, the source of all that exists, and it is, just like he himself, ageless and eternal. So... He gives a very nice explanation of the name and, uh, and how the name is, is initially um, needs to be realized for it to be fully understood. And that initially um, our consciousness, which is influenced by the uh, three modes of material nature, creates a covering of ignorance and forgetfulness and as a result we cannot actually perceive that the name is non-different from Krishna. Uh, although philosophically, we may know that the name is, is Krishna. Abhinat from Naminamino, from the Padma Purana, non-different from Krishna himself. We're not experiencing that due to avidya, due to the cloud of ignorance, that is covering our consciousness. Naham Prakasa serves a yoga maya samavita. We are covered. Avritam jnanami te na yoginam nityavairina. We're covered by the eternal enemy, kamarupena kuntia, which comes in the form of lust. So, as, as, as explained in Bhagavad Gita. So, this covering of the consciousness is. is. is, is, is making it difficult for us to realize that the name of God and God himself are completely one. Um, that's in the innermost meaning of the word, says uh, Sadhananda. So, this, this word is one of the modes of God own being, it's all permitting, all encompassing, the source of all that exists, and it is just like he himself, ageless, or in other words, eternal. Therein also lies the meaning of kirtan, the glorification of God by singing his names and reflecting up them, upon them as a means of divine service 
in the age of discord, Kali Yuga, laid down in the Bhagavatam and promulgated by uh, Sri Chaitanya. So, uh, yeah, we saw in the contradiction that he married, mentioned earlier that he has no name and he has a thousand names, and then he speaks about the uh, Vishnu Sahasranam, the glorification of the thousand names of Vishnu in the Mahabharata. Uh, in this context, Vishnu means the totality of all modes of God's being unlimited by time and space. So according to Vishnu Sahasranam, Shiva and other names of Shiva are also listed as names of Vishnu. Okay, so he makes these, these wait, uh, these comments um, and that we can get into later. Um, today I will not take on Shiva Tattva uh, or Shambhu Tattva um, for that is, is a presentation in itself, which uh, to which I'll dedicate another another lecture. Uh, but we carry on. So the first long verse of the Sikhastakam, which is one of the few original verses handed down by Chaitanya, teaches exclusively about the more and more profound effect of the kirtan of God's names. The second verse also deals with the power of God's names in which all of God's power, Shakti, is contained. And already in the Bhagavad Gita it is stated that the bhaktas of magnanimous, magnanimous heart, who are firmly rooted in God's own, own power and always connected to Him, perform His kirtan. Um, so the more profound effect of the kirtan of God's names, uh, of course we know Cheto Darpanam, marginum, uh, the heart becomes cleansed, and then the ends, anandam bodhivardhanam patipadam, then one enters into the ocean of transcendental bliss, for which we're always anxious. So that is what he's referring to. And the second verse deals with the power of God, God's names, nam namakari bahudani chisarva, shaktis, all the shaktis in that name, all the power of the Supreme Lord. And one should not in any way see this less. And already in the Bhagavad Gita, it is stated that the bhaktas of magnanimous heart were firmly rooted in God's own power and, and always connected to him, perform his kirtan. 30, 35. Those who are fully dedicated to me are always engaged in chanting the glories of my name. So, the effect and saving power of, of the word uh, uh, passed on to the worthy disciple by the Guru in the course of initiation. So that word is, is uh, 36, is a footnote he gives. A mantra is a name, contains one or more names of one of Bhagavan's modes of being. It is usually in the dative or vocative succinct, almost like a mathematical formula. This invocation, provided it is properly articulated and deeply reflected upon, with the right inner attitude is called mantra because it frees the mind, manaha, from the condition of being turned away from God and from the resulting ignorance of this true nature. And if the disciple so desires, it even grants bhakti. Well, um, we, can, we can see that uh, the book is interesting. And I'm just reading now in the beginning where uh, Sadhananda and Walter Eidlitz are establishing um, the Supreme Personality of Godhead and, uh, and begin to uh, describe his nature, um, God's power, begin to describe how he manifests himself as, 
es Brahmeti Paramatmeti Bhagavan iti subjate es Brahman es Paramatma es uh, es Bhagavan and all that is is very interesting. So then we get this whole uh, description about uh, the name, the word, the transcendental descriptions of the Supreme Lord and His name are non-different from Him. And, but how that non-difference cannot be realized in the conditioned state, and that there's first the need for Chetudarpanam, for the cleansing of the heart, before we can fully realize it. So um, that is a solid, uh, solid explanation, nicely underbuilt. So the book starts good, I would say. It starts with some interesting uh, information. I, of course, I'm not gonna, uh, I'm just sampling it a little bit. Uh, but the book is called Krishna Chaitanya, The Hidden Treasure of India uh, by Sadhananda and uh, published by Samuelson. And you can obviously download it or you can write to me and I can send you a copy. Um, so now for the, uh, I, was, I was commenting on uh, from uh, the first part of, of the book, uh, Unfolding God's Play, which starts on uh, page 25, God's nature, and then I came to page 27, where I said, God is, and I, uh, for example, and I went through these contradictions, he's not limited by time and space, he's Vibhu, but he has a distinct form, Murtiman, he's untainted by action, near Lepa, and he's full of action, Kriyamana. So we're clearly looking at, at simultaneously, uh, one and many. Um, we'll get there. Uh, um, basically, um, he is gradually establishing uh, the uh, Achintya Beta Beta Tattva philosophy. He goes uh, quite, quite uh, deeply into the philosophy. He, he establishes the, uh, the Samvit Shakti, he establishes the Ladini Shakti, um, like this. He establishes uh, the, the, the Shaktis of the Lord, and uh, he establishes uh, the um, um, Yeah, come on, what is the third now? Um, um, that is the knowledge potency of the Lord. Is that some bit, some uh, Sandini, uh, Sandini Shakti. So Sat, the Sandini is the existence potency of the Lord. Some vit is the knowledge potency of the Lord. And um, Ladini is the pleasure potency of the Lord. And this corresponds then with spiritual, with the symptoms of spiritual nature, which are satsit anant. Well, um, I'll carry on a little bit because as I say, I wanted to sample the book. So um, I thought when I looked at the, uh, at, at, uh, at the book, that I would have uh, a quick look at Rupa Goswami. For that, I have to go to page 480. So I'm just going there, 475, 477, 79. So he begins his uh, description about Rupa Goswami and on page 477, um, and I'll, I'll read a few things from there. Uh, 
but that is just general. It said, after Rupa and Sanatan had met Mahaprabhu at Ramakali, they went home. The two brothers deliberated how they could be able to give up all sense objects, and they handed a large sum of money to two brahmanas for performing the great propitiatory sacrifice, Purascharana, with the Krishna mantra for them so that they could, could come to Chaitanya's feet without delay. Then Rupa traveled by boat to his home where his parents lived and took a large amount of money with him. He gave half of his wealth to the Brahmins and Vaishnavas and used a quarter for his family and kept one quarter for himself. The quarter he had put aside for himself, he entrusted to a reliable Brahmin. In Goda, he deposited 10,000 rupees in a trustworthy household for Sanatan's expenditure. He sent two persons to Nilachal and told them, when Prabhu leaves for Vindavan, you must tell me immediately because I will act accordingly. Sanatan, on the other hand, pondered that the king thinks so highly of me is the cause of my attachment. If I can get free, I can get free if he gets angry with me. On plea, on the plea of being ill, he stayed home, did not care about his duties and did not go to the palace. So this is all um, all of a sudden, the ruler of Goda came to Sanatana Goswami's gathering together with an attendant at the side of Hussein Shah. Uh, they all got up in confusion, offered the king a seat. The king says, I've sent a physician to you, and he's told me that you're not ill at all, but in good health. I've let you take care of all my business, and you've neglected your duties and, st and stays at home. There's so much to do. You've ruined everything on purpose. Now tell me, what is your intention actually? Sanatan, nothing can be accomplished through me anymore. Let someone else carry out your orders. Therefore, thereupon the king says repeatedly, full of anger, your elder brother has acted like a robber. Sanatan, you are the independent king of Goda. It is your duty to punish the person who commits an offense. Then the king left and ordered Sanatan to be bound so that he could not escape. And the king marched off to fight against Orissa. He asked Sanatan to come alone. Sanatan says, you want to harm the Devadas to destroy the temple of the Hindus. At that, the king had him handcuffed again and went away. In the meantime, Prabhu had left Puri for Vrindavan. Rupa wrote to Sanatan that Chaitanya had left for Vrindavan and that both brothers, Rupa and Anupam, would leave to meet Chaitanya. Somehow you must try to become free with the help of the 10,000 rupees that are deposited with a trustworthy person. Find a way somehow to get free quickly and come to Vrindavan. Having written this letter, the two brothers set out. Okay, so this is, this is, uh, this is basically the general storyline. Um, so, um, when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu met with, uh, with Rupa Goswami at uh, Dasasvamedha Ghat, he informed him that uh, Sanatan had already uh, been released or had already escaped. Hmm. For fear of the many people, Prabhu went, that's Mahaprabhu, went to the Dasasvamedha Ghat where he gave instructions to Rupa Goswami and confirmed Shakti upon him. Mm -hmm. Krishna's nature, Krishna Tattva, the nature of Bhakti, Bhakti Tattva, up to the summit of the Rasa Tattva, the full knowledge of Bhagavan, Prabhu taught him all this, all the philosophical conclusions, Siddhanta, he had heard from Ramananda Roy, he mercifully confirmed on Rupa. He conveyed Shakti into his heart, thereby enabling Rupa to clearly describe all the tattvas. Mm. So it is, it's, it's quite pointed, as we can see. It's not like a, uh, uh, not vague, he gets, uh, he gets to the point. And he says, clearly, what was taught to Rupa Goswami, Krishna Tattva. Ye Krishna Tattva Vittasei Guru Hai. The position of Krishna. Uh, Krishna is Swayam Bhagavan. The, uh, the, the Krishna is Advaitam Achuttim Anadim Anantarupam 
as one, but at the same time having also anantarupam, having unlimited forms. So all these features of Krishna, his, his, his nature, he described, Krishna tattva. And then he says, the nature of bhakti tattva. Uh, bhakti, of course, uh, Rupa Goswami himself describes bhakti uh, extensively in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. And, uh, and, and bhakti is described both as a sadhana and as sadhya, as a, uh, as a practice and as a realization. So he describes everything about that process and about the realization of bhakti up to the summit, the summit of rasa tattva, everything about the relationship with Krishna. Uh, where bhakti culminates into into rasa tattva, then we're speaking. Oh, then we're speaking about the loving relationship that exists between Krishna and his devotees and mutual uh, mutual love. Uh, um, that the param anyway that the uh, the devotee is always in the heart of the supreme lord and the supreme lord is always in the heart of his devotee so it's a mutual loving relationship and in this way uh, rupa goswami received all the instructions and then said he conveyed shakti into his heart thereby enabling Rupa to clearly describe all the tattvas. Um, so this element um, is important that without the blessings, it is not sufficient. We see a similar thing in when Sanatana Goswami, in Chaitanya Charitamrita, when Sanatana Goswami is instructed, is instructed by uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and then at the end, uh, he asks for one benediction and what he asks for is that please let all these instructions be manifest within my heart so that is 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 a is a key point uh, that please may all the instructions that we receive be manifest within our heart so that the so that we actually realize there's no difference between the word and the Supreme Personality of Godhead, where we actually realize there's no difference between the Holy Name and Krishna, or where we actually realize that Bhagavatam is the literary incarnation of Krishna. So, no difference between the Word and the Supreme Lord. And that is, is a point we're taking away today from Sadhananda and Walter Eidlitz, that there is no difference um, between the word uh, Brahman and and actually the supreme lord no difference between his name no word no difference between the bhagavatam and krishna himself so uh, i enjoy this i must say reading this um i'll go a little further now um there is a uh, a supplement which uh, which then Sadananda gives. Um, okay, I just have to go there. Uh -huh. Yeah, now it's close. Five. He covers the the. He is a professor, after all. So he is. Uh, he is talking about. Uh, he covers the entire. Uh, uh, yeah, he covers the entire uh, life. Also, Shichitanya Mahaprabhu. Uh, it gets also discussed the disappearance. Um, accounts of his disappearance. He takes that on from various books. Uh, 
and and uh, then he describes uh, a supplement and he does something about chronology and he begins to uh, describe uh, the history of uh, of the Delhi Sultanate and he begins uh, to to give dates you know 1415 to 1488 um, Bala Lodi the Afghan Emperor 1489 50 said his son uh, Sikandar Shah Lodi uh, uh, 1580 50 26 Ibrahim Lodi and we still uh, find these names in in Delhi today. We we uh, uh, we still find remnants of that. He he refers to a big uh, battle where the dynasty in the battle at Panipat and then Babur rules and uh, then Babur's son Humayun and then uh, then. Humayun's son, Humayun is defeated, but reassembles an army and the Afghans rule in between. And Humayun returns with the support of Persian troops, reestablished Mughal rule. And then his son Akbar is ruling from 1556 to 1605. And Akbar is a very... Uh, uh, important personality uh, uh, we will uh, um, Akbar is uh, okay I can quickly uh, go back one second um, now I have to go to DC sin Okay, let's see, go here at the beginning. Nope, and then that's this one, watch. I hope so, come on. Introduction. Mm. No, no. I mean, I think, of course, some things you don't find when you want. Akbar. No. Okay, this I'll have to dig up later. Uh, Uh, for you, um, the poem of Akbar. Uh, I think I've read it out before, and Akbar is uh, is there expressing to be a devotee of uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, and uh, now, so here it says from 1556 to 1605. Akbar was ruling in reverence for the sacred lives of Sanatana and Rupa, two of Chaitanya's disciples. He supports with Levi's donations the construction of several Krishna temples, which they established in Vrindavan. Okay, we know that he is supporting the, the temples of the, of the Goswamis and of Rupa Goswami's Radha Govinda temple. Yes. Then in 1605, his son, he rules for 22 years. His name is Jahangir. And from 1628 to 1658, Shah Jahan is ruling for 30 years. or, And he is the constructor of the Taj Mahal. Yeah. Zap felt that actually it is said that... Um, what happened was at the birth of Aurangzeb Mumtaz, the wife of Shah Jahan, she died at childbirth. And that uh, 
Shah Jahan loved her very much and made this tomb for her and was planning to make another tomb like that on the other side of the Yamuna. The Taj Mahal was supposed to be white and then on the other side he was going to make another tomb like that which was black and then a bridge in between and to show how love transcends death. Um, of course, uh, there are plenty of writings um, that the, uh, and we can look at that also sometimes, I have some literature on that, um, that describes how the Taj Mahal, like many others, were originally Hindu monuments and then turned into Muslims by adding minarets and whatever. Um, okay. Um, anyway, leaving the two stories for what they are. Shah Jahan, his son Aurangzeb, right, is, is destroying the work of his great-grandfather. His son Aurangzeb, he destroys the Krishna temples in Vrindavan, which his great-grandfather Akbar helped to establish, as well as thousands of other Hindu temples. So, it's an interesting, uh, interesting information. Um, we also find uh, descriptions uh, about Orissa, chronology of Orissa, uh, 4069-4097, Purusottam Dev, and then 1497 to 1514, Prata Peruda. So, okay, we see Prata is just ruling at the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri. Um, yeah, we see uh, that That there, there, yes, different rulers uh, becoming in uh, in Bengal. We see different ruler rulers, and we're seeing how in fourteen fifteen there is still a temporary Hindu king Ganesh. And then his son Jalaluddin Muhammad Shah converts to Islam. Then we get a whole list of Islam rulers, and finally we come to uh, 1493 to 1519. Alauddin Hussein Shah is ruling. Previously, as Hussein Khan, he was employed by the vice. Roy of Bengal, Subudi Roy, a disciple of Chaitanya, who helped him to ascend the throne. Mm. Anyway, then he gives something, some, uh, you know, world chronology, uh, the Portuguese, how uh, Vasco da Gama disembarks at Calicut, South India, 1496. 15 to 15 and atrocities make the Portuguese dreaded. 1505, Francesco d'Almeida is appointed the first vice royal of Portuguese India. 1510, the Portuguese op occupy the city of Goa in certain India, although Chitanya began his extensive pilgrims to South India the same year. Not even the slightest indication of contact with Christianity can be found in the authentic accounts. There are, however, notable disputes with Islam. Okay. Krishna, we can see that there's a professor at work here, Krishna Chaitanya. Uh, we get a chronology of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's life, initiation. Uh, um, so, quite useful, nice chronology. Then we get a whole description of the a classification of the Vedas. And they uh, give a whole analysis of various Vedic literature, um, also some sort of chart is there, uh, you know, the, the Rig Veda, Yarya Veda, Sama Veda, count like the three Vedas, the Atarva Veda is the fourth Veda, 
we have brahmanas who are three vedis brahmanas who are chatur vedis so in this way then you know then he says directly enunciated by vas itihasa puranam mularamayanam mahabharatam 18 puranas and upapuranas these are the fifth vedas the itihas and the puranas um, he gives a whole nice analysis of vedic literatures including upanishads puranas and so on in the against the church uh, some explanation of it all um, then he gets into uh, avatars he describes the avatars he describes uh, leela avatars he describes uh, 22 avatars that descend from different spheres of narayan's uh, vaikuntha listed from the bhagavatam uh, 24 avatars including krishna and ram are called leela avatars because they descend for their place leela together with their eternal companions bhaktas he describes manvantars yuga avatars uh, he describes avesha avatars so and and lot more scholarly information is included uh, so we can see that this book which i described today is an interesting book uh, for us to read and uh, to order a hard copy of um, that is available uh, from i can tell you that also oops let me just go to the beginning yeah it is uh, so it is the uh, university of stockholm stockholm studies in comparative religion and um published by kit samuelson 2014 it can be found on the web under sadhananda.com i do have a hard copy of it of it and if you search on the web you can also find the soft copy krishna chaitanya the hidden treasure of india sadananda um uh so i find it of course now we're talking about the the work of the disciples of sri bhakti siddhanta and this is a scholarly work as we can see and it is uh it is uh helpful for us if we use this work as a lens to look at uh, at the whole uh, at at all the knowledge we have of lord chaitanya we're gaining in depth in dimension in in focus um, and in this way uh, we can see uh, we can think about it today how uh, rupa goswami was instructed by chaitanya mahaprabhu thus the sasamade god and he was fully enlightened in krishna tattva bhakti tattva rasa tattva and then he was also empowered by the lord the shakti of all that knowledge manifested in his heart uh, krishna tattva bhakti tattva rasa tattva so uh I think with that we've sharpened our focus and so I think to look at at the at the world of uh, the life teachings um the world of the of the of the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu through the lens of Sadananda's book and Walter Eitlitz's writing is uh is very much um uh, strengthening our our understanding of the uh, of the subject matter i thank you so much uh i will uh take your leave uh i am this evening on uh on 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 zoom at uh six i don't know how to uh, let me see uh i can hold up the phone because i am just a uh, uh one second
Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm doing it now, huh? For your information, I'm going to give you this. Just give me two moments and then it is ready. So. Uh, done. Now we go to photos and then I hold it up for you for a while and you can also take a take a picture maybe of the of the screen. Come on. I hope you can read it. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama. Thank you very much. If anyone couldn't see that, you can just send me a personal message and I will forward you the link. Hare Krishna. Shri Prabhupada Kijan.